0: Praise the Lord? We will continue with Look up your head, O ye. You, your heads, O ye gates. And um, today I said we will look at the eye gates. Um, turn with me to Psalm 24. Let us recapitulate quickly. Psalm 24. It says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. For he hath Founded upon the seas and establish it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart. Who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully? He shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob. Lift up your heads, O ye gates! And be ye lift up ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle, lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord of hosts, he is the King of glory. We looked at this psalm last Wednesday when we started looking at lift up your heads or you get And We said that we are in a season of warfare. It's a time to pray. It's a time to stand up and proclaim the word of God. By the way, the congressional night will take this, not this Friday, but next Friday, here in the lagoon. Don't want to forget. We explain that in, in this Psalm 24, that there are three basic sections. That verses 1 and 2 states clearly, that the Lord, the Almighty, is the sovereign ruler of the universe. That's section 1. Section 2, verses 3 to 6, we said that this is a question that deals with who amongst us here is actually fit to minister unto the Lord in his own temple. And I did explain that um, it's quite similar to Psalm 15 that we looked at some time ago. And then section 3, which is the area that we are, uh, looking at verses 7 through to 10 deals with the glory of God in his entrance into his temple. Section 3 says, Lift up your heads, O ye gates. So there's, there's a commandment that gates should lift up their heads, in other words, that the gates should open up, wide So that the kingdom of, of glory could come in. And that takes us to the definition of the word gate. They said a gate is the entrance or exit. Into or out of a city that is walled. And in Psalm 24, 7 to 10, the gates are being told to do what? To, to open up, to lift up their heads so that the King of Glory should do what? Come in. Which is to say that in this particular instance, we find that the gates are shut against who? the King of Glory himself. So that we have a situation where gates can actually keep out what? Good things. We explained that last Wednesday. And we said, it can also also lock in even the enemy, as we find in Judges chapter 16 verses 1 and 2, when the enemy went and locked in Samson in, in Gaza. And then we went on to explain the fact that the human being is made up of, of gates. Ear gates, your eye gates, your mouth gates, nose gates, and your hand gates. And then we said that today we would spend some time and look at the, the eye gates. Our text for today, as we spend some time with the eye gate, is Psalm 119, verse 18. Psalm 119, verse 18. David says, Open thou mine eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Let's read it together. Psalm 119, verse 18. 119, verse 18. Are we all there? Okay. One, two, go. Open thou mine eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. No. To behold means to see and to discover. To behold means to see and to discover. It's, it's not just to see. It's, it's to see and to, to discover, to, to find out what exactly is underneath. Now when David said, Open thou my eyes, he he wasn't referring to his physical sight because he could see so he was referring to his eye gates really and truly and one of the things that we all ought to understand about in fact the the good thing about um, Lagos is that Lagos is is a city of gates we have gates on streets we have gates in front of houses and no matter how beautiful in houses. If you drive down Lucky, what you see are many gates. And one of the things that those gates and high walls do. So it's interesting in fact because you have many, many cities in, in Lagos. It says that you have walls, high walls, and you have gates. And then, you know there's a house there, but you really don't see what's inside. So that you find that one of the things that gates do to your site is that they, they block your site. They, they ensure that you do not see well properly. And that's really one of the the biggest problems of um, the Christian, in that it is absolutely possible to go through the whole of this life, as it were, with your eye gates shut. In other words, you do not even see or comprehend what God has placed around you. Many sleep but don't know. You know when you are asleep, you shut your eyes, or have you seen anybody sleeping with their eyes open before? Well, maybe in the kingdom of darkness. But when you are sleeping, you shut your eyes, so that you find that many of us really spend life just just generally sleeping. And very interestingly, is that in that situation that you find yourself in, there is a solution. Not just one solution, many solutions. Let's take a good example from the Bible. Second Kings chapter four. This, this is a story everybody knows well. Verses one through to seven says Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant my husband is dead, and thou knewest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house, save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go, borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out all those vessels. And thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought the vessels to her. And she poured out. And it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God. And he said, Go, sell the oil, pay thy debt, and leave thou and thy children. Of the rest. This is like the story of the average Christian of today. Her husband loved the Lord, feared the Lord, was a man of God. But he had a a financial problem. Life was difficult, life was hard. He died and left a big death behind. Big enough for the creditors to say, Well, to repay, we'll take your two sons as slaves. When her back was pushed to the wall. She went to God and she cried out to God. And the word came to her and said, okay, what do you have? God didn't break her house and pour money through. God said, there's, there's already a provision for you. And she looked around the house and said, there's nothing here. Even the oil she mentioned, she categorized the oil as nothing. And yet, therein was what? a miracle. So she'd been going to bed waking up every day in fear, in confusion, fearing that something was going to happen. They are going to come and take my sons one day. And she stayed in that situation until they actually came to take the children. Had she not gone to God, they would have taken her children away. And it took God to open her eyes to see that provision had already been made. There many of us who are just going around in circles and the solution is around us. You see, the way God has structured life, Father, just help each one of us so that we can hear and understand. There's just nobody here whose situation is hopeless. No such person. These, these, these issues, will you be able to see what God has placed around you? And the, the problem is that many people don't see. And it works in, in various, various degrees. As I have spoken about this woman before, and I said that when She has filled all the vessels. The Bible says the oil did what? Stayed. Somebody else would have gone to the next village to borrow more vessels. Somebody else would have said, well, why do we keep on borrowing vessels? Let's start a vessel factory. It's good to laugh, but that's really your life. 99% of churches are filled with Christians who are struggling, just managing, you know. Then when one little breakthrough comes, you come to church and say, praise everybody, please." And if you look well, we see the arm of flesh. You know, as so we are sitting here like this now, you will say that everybody who is here on the Wednesday is a serious Christians, well, a serious Christian. But there are Christians here. Praise the Lord, Hallelujah! You are sleeping with somebody else's husband. Now, the only reason why anybody will sleep with somebody else's husband or somebody else's husband sleeps with somebody, somebody else's wife, or it's because you are blind. Your eyes yeah? are not open because you understood this is a little so when your eye gates are shut, one you do not see that which God has even put around you. You look all the time with your physical eyes, and the truth is, you are asleep, thoroughly, completely asleep. Except your eye gates open, you live a defeated Christian life. The opening of the eye gates is called vision. Everybody say vision. Then we begin to see as God Himself sees. Proverbs 29 verse 18 says, Where there is no vision, the people will do what? They perish. Where there is no vision, the people will perish. Now the converse is, is also true. That is, that where there is a vision, the people will do what? They will flourish and be preserved. Where there is a vision, you will flourish and you will be preserved. You see, the widow we just looked at, up until the time that her eyes opened to the pot of oil, she was in a place of poverty, she was in a place of lack, she was in a place of fear. So if you are in a place of fear, you are in a place of lack, you are in a place of want, your eye gates are not open. If you are here today you are afraid, because your eye gates are not open. If you are here today you are struggling through life, Your eye, you can't see. Because if you could see what God has placed around you, they would be need for fear, they would be known for the struggle. Turn to Genesis chapter 13. Let's read together verses 14 through to 17. It's the word of God. I want us to read it together. Are we all there? Genesis 13, 14 to 17. Let's read together. One, two, go. And the Lord said unto Abraham, After that Lord was separated from him, Lift up now in thine eyes, and look from this place where thou art, northward and southward and eastward and westward. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as a dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. Arise, walk through the land, in the length of it, in the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. The Lord said unto Abraham, Lift up what now thy eyes. Lift up now thy eyes. Eyes and look from the place where thou art, northward, southward, eastward, westward. And in verse 15 it says, For all the land which thou seest, it didn't say for all the land, for all the land which you, you see, to thee will I give it and I see it forever. So what God was saying to Abraham is that whatever you can see, Abraham. You can what? You can have. What you cannot see, It says you can't have. So the eye gates are shut. As far as God is concerned, you can have what? Nothing. So that you find that what Abraham would get is so dependent on how much he could see than anything else. It was in his hands. God, that's why God is God. Right? That's why he's, he's a God of abundance. You know, in the sense that he doesn't get, he can get poorer because he blesses you. No, 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 no. What, what is it that you can see? And the irony of life is that even amongst the so-called successful in church, these days, I mean, I've always known that. I see people and I just realize like that. They can't even see. And because of that, they are content with what is before them. Because many of us don't even have an idea of who God is in the first place. Because if we did, we're not fooled around at all. So to see is absolutely very Important because it's those things that you can see that you can, you can have, and God needs to open your eyes and my eyes. We've got to be able to see, we've got to stop seeing with our physical eyes. We've got to ensure that the eye gates, as it were, open. Remember, it says, Lift up thy heads, holy gates, and who will come in? The King of Glory. We've got to begin to see the way the King of Glory what? sees. And many can't. And that's really sad. But that's why we're doing all of these series. And so that we've got to be able to see. Because once you can see, you can then see what God has put around you. You can then see what God's plans are for you. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians one seventeen through to 19. Again, I want us to read together. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 through to 19. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 through to 19. Are we all there? One, two, go. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that he may know what is the hope of his calling, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us, Lord, who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ. Okay, I said 19, sorry. I said 19. Now, here Paul refers to the eyes of what? Understanding. So when you're talking about eye gates being opened, we're talking about the eyes of our understanding being what? Enlightened. Being opened. So there's so much that has to do with the ability to do what? To see. Because once you cannot see what God has put in place, what you cannot see where God is leading you to, then you will not arrive anywhere. But you can't see from the point of view of the King of Glory, you only see from the point of view of the carnal nature of man. And when you see, Paul says that the eyes of your understanding might be, what? Enlightened. How do we see? We see through the aid of what? Of light. And if you understand that God himself is light, when you understand that the King of Glory refers to the light that comes forth from God Himself, we begin to see that when we talk about eye gates being opened, talk about the eyes of understanding being enlightened, we are talking about seeing from God's perspective, understanding from God's vision and point of view. Proverbs 21 verse 16, it says that the man that wanders out of the way of understanding shall remain in the congregation of the dead. In other words, if you, if, you, if you cannot see, if your eye are not open, you do not see things from God's point of view, you might be extremely wealthy, but you are in the condition of the dead. If you cannot see, the way God sees, if you cannot see from God's perspective, your eye are not open, no matter what you achieve, you are in the condition of the dead. And so you begin to understand from this point now that it's your responsibility, it's my responsibility to make sure that we, we see from God's point of of view. It's a dangerous thing to be a Christian and to go through life with our eyes shut. Let's take a first class example um, in the life of the man Paul himself. Acts chapter 9 verses 1 through to 21. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 9 about a man who couldn't see from God's point of view. Saul. So, the Bible says in verse 1, Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest, and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues. If he found any of this way, that is, if he found Christians, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined around about him a light from where? Heaven. And he fell to the earth, and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, so, Saul, so, while persecutest thou me. And he believed he was working for God. He was and he said, Who art thou Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the bricks. you know the story. Saul, so, Saul, so, while persecutest thou me. Yet in his heart, in his soul, As far as he was concerned in his understanding, he was doing what? Working for God. So as far as Saul is concerned in these first few verses of scripture, his ideas were what? They were short. But for this divine intervention, Saul would have just gone through life doing what he believed was the right thing and he would have been doing what? The wrong thing. And notice that in the end when he, he does get up, one of the things that God did for him was to only shut his physical eyes. Because if you go right down, you find that Jesus says to Ananias, go to a street called Straight. He says you will see a man called Saul. He has, in that time when his eyes were shut, physical eyes were shut, he now had his eye gate open. He has seen in a vision that you will come and lay hands upon him so he may receive his inside. So sometimes we need to shut our physical eyes. If you are going to be able to see what God sees and how God sees. But that's so difficult because of the attraction of the world. Everybody say the world. Yes. And yet, if you and I don't have our eyes, our eye gates open, then we really just will live life. You see, the interesting about God is if, if you and I understand what God has ordained, you, you would be very sad today. You live here just wondering what exactly life is all about. Because a lot of things we go through, God has no hand in them, God has no hand in them. And there is so much authority, so much power in each individual hand. You control things, but since you do not know, it is easy to hand over your control. That's what happened in the Garden of Eden. It was easy to hand over control of their lives to the enemy because somehow they didn't really have a full understanding of how much power God had put in their hands. Turn to Second Kings. 2 Kings 6, sorry. 18 through to 23 Let me read quickly And when they came down to him Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said Smite these people I pray thee with blindness Today God will smite your enemies with blindness And he smote them with blindness according to the word of Elisha And Elisha said unto them This is not the way Neither is this the city Follow me And I'll bring you to the man whom you seek. But he led them to Samaria. And it came to pass, when they were come into Samaria, that Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men, that they may see. And the Lord opened their eyes, and they saw. And behold, they were in the midst of Samaria. And the king of Israel said unto Elisha, when he saw them, he said, My father, shall I smite them? Shall I smite them? (laughs) Chief King. And he answered, Thou shalt not smite them. willest thou smite those whom thou hast taken captive with thy sword and with thy bow? Set bread and water before them, that they may eat and drink, and go to their master. Interesting thing here that the, the king of Syria sent soldiers to go and arrest Elisha. Simple story, but then because we are talking about high gifts now, you can see the way this whole thing operates. I'll show you something that. They didn't see before. They get to Elisha. They, they, they had actually done a, their own roadmap, They knew where to find him. They found him. They saw him. Do you understand? And Elisha stood before them and said, Lord, smite them with blindness. Even that they became blind, because remember the story says they followed him. Yeah. So something then happened to their eyes of understanding. So the man that they saw, he didn't understand or know anymore. You see many of these people think that all of this you know this stuff exists in the kingdom of darkness. But I don't want to talk about darkness today. But this stuff exists. But it's in the Bible. This one we are reading in the Bible. Just before then they didn't understand what was going on anymore. Elijah said, the person you are looking for, I'm not the one. Follow me. And they followed him. And when they got into the enemy's territory, Elisha just pronounced another prayer. He says, Lord, open their eyes. Then so they found out the ah, eye. Where are we? Some interesting prayers today. And the kind of prayers Nigerians like. They <laughs> suddenly realize, ah, where are we? Which tells you that there's a lot that is important about the ability to see. And I saw somebody in church the other day. I looked at the person and I saw a growth somewhere. And was, uh, somewhere I said, asked ah, somebody, I said, what's wrong with that person? The person looked and said, nothing. I looked again, I didn't see it again. So I said, it's okay. Only to find out that the person actually later had a growth there and okay and has gone for a successful operation. But in a flash I saw something, and then I thought, are this strange? What's this? Somebody else, I asked uh, somebody else in church. Well, was in Sunday morning? And he said, nothing. And I looked again, he wasn't there. She tells what I'm seeing now.
1: <laughs> 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 Praise the Lord.
0: <laughs> I'm really excited. He says that if you understand, and God will help us all to understand. Yes, you understand what God has provided for us. We will not just joke with God at all. So God says, smite them with blindness. I mean, Elijah says, smite them with blindness. He became blind. It wasn't like they couldn't see. It's the same thing that happened to, to um, Jacob. They played a prank on him, gave him the wrong woman. He slept with her all night. Because Jacob was a strong man. Then the Bible says, in the morning, he says, behold was there. How can I be in love with a woman and marry the wrong woman? I slept with the wrong woman the whole night. Wake up in the early morning, morning and say, ah something happened to what? Ah, yes. And understand that eye gates also means the eyes of his understanding. When you get those gates are shut, you will do a lot of things that you have not to do. But when we are open, all of a sudden understanding will come to you. So so the question to ask ourselves therefore is the question I always ask so what must we what must we do? Because it's apparent that if each person is here, if your ideas you are open, up, ah, Life will be very interesting. So what must we do? Because the key thing is not it's not okay to know Yes, I have eye gates. The eye gates need to be open. I need to know how to open my eye gates. It's it's simple. Very, very simple. We need to spend time with the Lord. We need to spend time with God. And we need to ask Him to open our eye gates. In in 2 Kings chapter 6, that same bit of scripture. When the, the Syrian army arrived, when Gehazi saw the army, he panicked. In verse 15 it says, And when the servant of the man of God was risen early, and gone forth, behold, and host and encompassed uh, the city, both with horses and chariots. And the servant said unto his master, Alas, my master, how shall we do? We are done for. And Elisha said to him, Fear not. For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Elijah couldn't understand. Elijah said that, but Gehazi couldn't understand what he was talking about. Because something Elisha says, praying a single prayer, says, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes, that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of war. Of fire. Even if you saw horses of chariots of fire around you, okay, being a Nigerian, one of the things you will do is you will not begin to go out anyhow. You will not be afraid again of ambubas. Are they with you? No. By the same token, there are many, many things around us. And because you do not know they are there, what will happen to you? You will walk in fear. Do you understand? What happens when fear comes? Everyone is looking at me strangely. When fear comes, faith does what? Leads. When faith leads, what happens between you and God? You're no longer in the same camp. When you're no longer in the same camp, what happens to the chariots of fire? They get called back. Do you understand the importance of being able to see now? Now it's very important to see, because you and I walk around in fear all the time. And you and God can never be on the same side when you are afraid. And all it takes, that's the very interesting about the word of God, all it takes, is just a simple prayer. Of course you cannot suddenly God open my eyes when your life is totally out of joint with God. Why would God want to open the eyes of an adulterer, of a fornicator, of who take bribes? Why? Job chapter 17, let we'll me show you something, Job 17, let's read verse 4 together, Job chapter 17, some not in New Testament too. are we all there, verse 4, let's read together, one, two, go, thou hast hid their heart from understanding, therefore shalt thou not exalt them. Once your eye gates are shut, once the eyes of your understanding are not enlightened, one of the things that will never come near you is the promotion that comes from God. For thou hast hid their heart from what? Understanding. Therefore shalt thou not do what? Exalt them. They will never be promoted. There will never be a lifting up. Until you don't understand why it says when, when the eye gates are shut, The person really is where, is is in the condition of the, of the dead. And Christendom is filled, we are going to pray very shortly, filled with people walking around blind, sleeping and sleepwalking, so Christians are more, Pentecostal Christians are more interested in somebody else seeing for them, and the reason The only reason, I mean, you see, there's no way you see somebody who's blind, a normal typical blind beggar. And he he knows that God sends an angel to give him a pair of eyes. And he says to the angel, no, give the eyes to the person that's leading me. And if he makes that statement, it's because he doesn't know what he's at. That's it. yes. So you find that Christendom itself it's filled with com- people rushing about. Let me use the word that we all understand, we're You and I want somebody else to see and hear for us. What is God saying? I want to go and do this A, B, C, D. This is this going to be okay? It can never be God. And educated people know. Well, I, feel, I, mean, I, I go to Google school, you have gone to school at least. The moment you get into that place, you hand over, as it were, your eyes to the enemy. You hand over control of your life to the enemy. And guess what? The enemy does it. It's <laughs> not to tell you a lie. The Bible says Paul and Silas are going around, and they deliver the spirit of divination. So these men be the servants of God. Who shows what? The way to salvation. Was she telling the truth? Of course. Ah, one man is doing like this. Ogabi, don't... <coughs> you don't go see Woli. Woli will not tell you a lie. He tell you a lie. Why should he lie to you? He will tell you only one little lie. Later, later, later. He may not even tell you a lie at all. If you want to hand over your life to him, what does he mean to tell you a lie? It just leads you like Elisha led those people. So be careful. That when somebody comes and gives you a word of prophecy, and that prophecy is true, it doesn't mean it's of God. Let me tell you another thing that's in the Bible that's very interesting. The Bible says that when Jesus was born, where did the wise men come from? Were they Jews? No. Did they have the the Torah, to show that Jesus was going to be born? No! They were diviners. You see, the thing is, you've got to understand that in life, there's information. It's there. There's a people who know how to get information. And the spiritual realm is very interesting. It's a place of order. And I mean order. They saw that God had come. They said, Ah, God has arrived. Let's go and worship Him. The Bible says the people who fear God the most are demons. We should fear Him more than them, but we don't. So the wise men from the East were not Christians, they were not Jews. For want of a better expression, they were Babylonians. They were with doctors. But they realized that the maker of heaven and earth had come. And they knew that they had a the responsibility. Just go and bow before him. Why? Because the whole world will worship him. You see, the, the children of darkness, they do not misbehave. you and I will misbehave. So, be what? Be careful. That somebody comes and tells you the truth. Doesn't mean it's God though. Because one of the key things about God, we are going to pray that prayer, is that God likes to hide. God hid David for so long. Got him out one day. Killed Goliath. What did Satan do? He took trombones and trumpets. Saul has killed his thousands. David has killed his ten thousand. Saul has killed his thousands. (laughs) David has killed his ten thousand. And everyone was busy dancing. Meanwhile, who was in this place? The enemy. Where did you come ten thousand from? At that point David said you'd be swelling, 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 swelling. Meanwhile, they were setting him up to make life what? Difficult. Let me leave your leaves. That is just throw in it in for you to understand who you are, where you are coming from. The only reason why these things worry us and work because you and I don't know who we are. Ah. You and I can see Daniel chapter 4 verses 29 through to 37 because I want to pray I'm not going to spend too much time there but if you look at that story, it's the story of Nebuchadnezzar, the dream he had which he forgot and how he got all the wise men together to say first of all I had a dream and he said fine I said, but I have forgotten the dream he said so you have two tasks Remember my dream? And they said, it's never been done before. He said, well, you remember the dream. Then you give me the interpretation of the... Daniel goes ahead, tells Nebuchadnezzar what the dream is all about. And the Bible says that Nebuchadnezzar goes out in the... in the way that Daniel says he will go out. He becomes an animal and all that stuff. The, The key thing about Nebuchadnezzar is that after seven years the Bible says that his understanding did what came back to him. The moment his understanding came back, the moment his eyes opened again, all that nastiness ceased. So that you and I have a responsibility to make sure we can understand. And you know, this, one of things I found out about God that is so is so simple, but I'll say it. I'm still finding I'm trying to find out a more complex way of saying it so people can it, take it seriously. You see, this life that we are living is so amazingly simple. If, if you don't know anything about life, you don't know anything about God, I'm assuring you, if you are here today, if you are diligent, just take your, your Bible and read, maybe, five chapters a day. Diligently, every day. Don't bother about understanding, just read it. When you understand or not, just read. Your life will begin to change. This thing is the original teacher. I'm telling you the truth. But nobody wants that. You will never touch what God is doing now if you hand over your rights to somebody else. I'm telling you the truth. A lot of things have changed. But that's not my job for today. You want permission, you've got to. Because you see, this, there are some people who understand what I'm talking about now because they've tried it and they find it works. See these words here. They are life, they are powerful, more than anybody can imagine. Some of you are going to try some things between now and Sunday and you see how they work. The only thing is, God is not a God of formula. Because that's what many people are looking at how to apply formula. I'll give you some today, but that's where God becomes God. If that's all you want and you don't want God, you won't walk. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and then let's pray. First Corinthians chapter 2 Let me read from verse 7. It says, But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory which none of the princes of the kingdom of darkness of this world knew. For had they known it, their eye gates were shut, you see, they would not have crucified what? The Lord of glory. Verse 9. But as it is written, I had not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. What has not seen? I. That is, it doesn't say eyes, it says eye. look at your Bible well. Because people are so used to having a pair of eyes. So everything is eyes, 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 eyes. The Bible says eye. So it's not referring to just your physical sight. It's referring to the ability to see. The ability to have the eyes of understanding what opened. So the, the Bible says that there is something that God has prepared for who? For you and I. It says, however many people's eye gates are short to that their ear gates are short what it says has not entered into the heart what's that? the mouth gate because out of the abundance of the heart the mouth word speaks so three critical gates eye, ear and mouth This says there's something God has done what? prepared and if you understand that God is eternal it means that that thing is ready right now but if you can't see it you can't have it so you've got to be able to do what? To see it. So what we are going to do today we are going to pray some prayers. Okay? The first prayer we are going to pray today is i are just going to ask God to open what? Our eye gates. So that we may see. And because I like to use scripture, so we will take the scripture of Elisha. Elisha says concerning seven Lord open his eyes that he may are so going to pray and say, God, open my eyes that I may see. Do understand? Now, the second thing we are going to do is, we're going to spend some time in the place of warfare because there's, there's this beautiful scripture we read. It says, Lord, smite these people with blindness. It's time to ask God to smite our enemies with blindness. So for one particular reason, they will not see you coming. Amen. You will come, you will go, and they will not know you have been there. Amen. Because as many of us are involved in a unnecessary struggle, because you don't really know who is struggling with you. I you ever seen WWF, those wrestlers. Have you seen a blind wrestler before? It's not possible now. <laughs> So the people are wrestling with us, we are going to make them blind today. And then, those people like small formula, if you enter a place and you know that there are some people there who don't like it, just say small simple. the only thing, you just got to have the authority to say so. you say it will happen. So I say, Lord, smite all these people in Abuja with blindness.
1: Mm.
0: When you enter the office, you carry your fire, do what you want to do, and you leave. Then you have got into your place, say, Lord, open their eyes. That woman is laughing so nicely about it. If you do wickedness, even God won't answer you. <laughs> but it's true. Because there are so many things about God that are so finely tuned that if only we understood, and then um, we'll do one or two other things. But before, before we even begin to start telling God to open our eyes, like I said, the truth of the matter is, there are many of us who do things. We just don't begin to understand. We are going to do something very, very, very interesting by God's grace um, during the Congressional Night video. You see, unless you come to terms, unless you really understand what happened at the cross, your Christian work will never make progress. Never make progress. You will never really be a powerful Christian. You see because when you understand what really happened, all of a sudden one thing happens to you. You suddenly realize that everything you want pays into insignificance, one, two. All that rubbish that we've been doing, you leave it alone. I said once you do what? Understand. Once your eyes of enlightenment open, once your eye gates open, ah, things change. So if you see a Christian, male or female who is misbehaving, just know the person is sleepwalking. That's the only explanation of what's going on. The person is sleepwalking. So we need to first spend some time and tell God today and say, Lord, just according to your loving kindness, according unto the multitude of your tender mercies, just blot out my transgressions before you today and just have mercy upon me. That's why we did all those songs we did. Because the truth of the matter is that at the end of the day, you know, you can't want God to be God when all along in your life anyway, you don't really respect Him. So shall we bow our heads and just say to God today, Lord, according to your loving kindness, according unto the multitude of your tender mercies, please blot out my transgressions before you today. Please, Lord, blot out my transgressions before you today. Even as we are praying, there are some of us here, what you really want to say to the Lord? Which you have never done before is Lord, please, please, please. I didn't understand all these things I understand today. But today I know that you died for me. Lord, I accept the sacrifice on the cross. Please write my name in the book of life. You've never asked him to write your name in the book of life. You never accepted the sacrifice on the cross. You need to do so before you start telling him anything else today. So if you're here today and you want to say to Jesus, Lord Jesus, I think I understand that you died for me now. Please have mercy upon me. Please write my name in the book of life. Please make me one of your own. I accept you as my Lord and Master. Formally, today I do. Then you need to to pray that prayer. Put up your hand quickly. So you can put a card in your hand. You don't have time. So just put up your hand wherever you are. You know you have never committed your life yourself to Jesus before. You have never. God bless you. Anybody else? Anybody else? Quickly, quickly, quickly. Put up your hand properly so that they can, the just can see and they can put a card in your hand. That's all they want to do. God bless you. Anybody else? quickly 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 when you get the card put on your hand and then speak to jesus No not worry he's here Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forever anybody else anybody else anybody else because he leads you will live also god bless you as he is in heaven so are we in this world anybody else god bless you Anybody else? Anybody else? Quickly, put up your hand quickly. Quickly for the Lord, for the Lord, for the Lord. Then speak to him, now that you've got the card, begin to speak to him and say, Lord, today I accept You as my Lord and Savior. Today I come to you and I say, Lord, write my name in the book of life. Today I accept that your blood was shed for me. Wash me clean, Lord. Write my name in the book of life. Lord, I accept you. I accept you. Please, Lord, accept me as Your Lord. Anybody else? Anybody else? Quickly. quickly. If you are not sure, it doesn't cost you anything to just put up your hand and get a card. And then be sure. Jesus, let us just say to the Lord, Lord, please, according to your loving kindness, according unto the multitude of the tender mercies, Lord, God of my transgressions before you today. Brought of my transgressions before you today. Have done things I have never to have done, Lord. Have mercy upon me, Lord. Oh, mighty God in heaven, have mercy, mercy, mercy. Christ, have mercy, Lord, upon me today. Have mercy, Lord. Mais ate mais ate mais ate ainda kiki the the precious eternal blood of Jesus. that each one of us here today, each one of us, Lord. Let that blood wash us. Clean right now, Lord. Clean right now, Lord. Clean right now, Lord. Let me bless you. Let me exalt you. In Jesus' mighty name. Seven Kings chapter six. Go worry, went on there. Just read. Verse 17 says, And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee. Open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man And he saw And behold the mountain was full of chariots Of horses and chariots of fire Round about Elijah You see the the interesting thing is With God He wants your eyes of understanding opened With God He wants your eye gates opened That's what God wants He doesn't want anything to shut Because He wants you to see From His point of view But He still requires that you ask Him So let's all just lift up our voice and say, Lord, open my eyes that I may see. Open my eyes that I may see, Lord. Lord open my eyes, open my eyes that I may see, Almighty God. Oh, so I can see when you see things, Lord. So I can see, ALL oh, up from your point of view. So I can see from your perspective, Almighty God. Oh, open my eyes, open my eyes, open my eyes, Lord, that I may see. The eyes of my understanding, Lord, open, 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 open the eyes of my understanding. Oh my eyes, open my eyes, oh my eyes, my eyes, has my eyes, my eyes, my eyes, oh my eyes, oh my eyes, the open my eyes, the my eyes, has oh! my eyes, Lord. But I to see. Open my eyes, my eyes, my my eyes, oh oh my eyes, my eyes, we lift up our voices unto you, Lord. Oh, open our eyes, Lord. That we may see. That we may see. That we may see. That we may see. Oh, open my eyes, Lord. God, you watching. And the Lord open his eyes. And the Lord open his eyes. Oh, Lord. Open my eyes. Open my eyes, that I Open my eyes, O Lord, that I see. Open my eyes, Lord, yes, Oh, in the name of Jesus, open my eyes, Lord, that we may see the sun is a rabbi lapiso makize, et lapiso maquis et des gueules saïla de beau sac à balakata malik et yada j'ai fait des kalima à yada manteau qu'on soupe et yada le. Open eyes, oh Lord. Makaziokali kataka na yade. Neba baba baba kataka. Nekelebo shakira ba. Nando zoku karaba. Nando zoku karaba baba baba. La bosi kemela kataka. Ne bosi tabiya kataka na yade. Manto kolakita. Ne bosi kuba kataka. Nale zoku kubika. Nanto le zoku kubira. Nekelebo. Mai kala kataka na
1: nikele go shaka maya dekye
0: nakide na kide na kide na kide na kosu kuda makata bala kata maika baba baba ka na che mazeki mazeki zoma zeki maze ki maze ki maze la kata na kita neko la basa Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name Now this time I want us to all use this scripture That's 2nd Kings Chapter 6 Verse 18 He says, and when, we were it together, and we were already standing. And when they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, Smite these people, I pray thee, with blindness. And he smote them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. And that's, we find out later on in life, that when the sorcerer was disturbing Paul, Paul said to him, thou shalt be what? Blind for a season. And the Bible says immediately scales came upon what, and what happens when God smites enemies with blindness? I want to show you what happens. Go to Exodus chapter fifteen. Exodus chapter fifteen, verse sixteen. This is what what will happen. It says, "Fear and dread shall fall upon them by the greatness of thine arm. They shall be as steel as a stone till thy people." pass over, O Lord, till the people pass over, which thou hast purchased. And you know you have been purchased by the blood of Jesus. Because if the enemy cannot see you, he can't even move in the first place. So when you say, Lord, smite, I want you to do it with understanding, you see. That's another thing about prayer. People just keep praying all these um, useless prayers and they don't have understanding. Once there's no understanding, nothing will happen. So when you say, Lord, smite my enemies with what blindness you know let's have it in you and understand that the moment you pray that prayer god answers the prayer and one of the main effects is they will be still as stone until you have come and gone do you understand okay so let's read second um, kings which is our main scripture six eighteen, together and what, it, what we have here is what will happen. Amen. Because the Bible says as God was with Moses, so is he with you. Why? Because Hebrews 13 it says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, and today, and Amen. It doesn't change. That's why in Acts 9, when Aeneas was going to be healed, the expression that was used was Aeneas, Jesus Christ maketh thee whole. Yet yeah, Jesus was already where? In heaven you understand? I hope so. Let's read together. Second 6, 18. One, two, go. And when they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, Smite these people, I pray thee, with blindness. And he smote them with blindness, according to the word of Elisha. Yes. As you tell God today, smite my enemies with blindness. He will smite them with blindness, according to your word. Lift up your voices today and say, Lord, smite my enemies with blindness. Smite my enemies with blindness. Smite my enemies with blindness, Lord. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we say, smite our enemies with blindness today. Smite our enemies with blindness. Smite them with blindness, Lord. They will not see us. They will remain still as a stone until we pass over, Lord. Until we pass over, Lord. Smite our enemies with blindness, Lord. Today, we commit that word back unto you. It is your word. It can never return void. It. it must never fail. Smite our enemies with blindness, Lord. Oh, in the name of Jesus. To smite Lord our enemies with blindness, Lord. Smite our enemies with blindness. Smite our enemies with blindness. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Smite our enemies with blindness. Lord, smite my enemies with blindness. Oh, smite them, smite them with blindness, Lord. Yes, they will remain as steel as stone. I'm to be a person. I'm not going to to be a person. I'm not going Smite our enemies with blindness, Lord. Smite them with blindness, Lord. Let them remain as steel as stone and will completely pass over, Lord. Smite them with blindness, Lord. Smite them with blindness, Lord. Bye bye, da. Can't do that, da. Shaka baka baka kika baka say, taiana ya ni Hey hey daga ya so salima cheke kos ka biya la tu daliba shaka kos ka mia ka mia ka mia ka la fi ke leba laba sapote mando zo sore ba Smite them with blindness lord Yes, Lord. Every single enemy, Lord, smite with blindness. Smite them with blindness, Lord. Shesi kete, shaka zapi kana yadi.
1: Hallelujah.
0: The Lord will smite your enemies with blindness. They will not see you. They will remain as still as stone, until you completely pass over all you lay your hands upon shall prosper the Lord will open your eyes you will bless all that you lay your hands upon you will be blessed coming in you will be blessed going out this month the Lord will do a new thing in oh he will cause people to bless you people who do not even know you will bless you because the Lord Himself will, will uphold you every crooked path you are in will make space. you will be heard You will never be tailed. You will first. You will never be last. You will be above only. You will never be believed. And so shall it be. In Jesus' mighty name. We bless and exalt you, today. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus, now, city of David, praise the Lord.
1: Amen. Hallelujah.